This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. Yes, it is. Brought to you locally by Smiley One, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you want to get a hold of us on social media, so easy on Instagram and on Twitter, it's the same. Game day, C-L-E. Daryl, uh, you know, we've had some observations to be made at First Energy Stadium um, this year. Things changed up a little bit, and they're trying some new things. I'm not sure if uh, bringing out a guitar with the other team's logo on it and bashing it up on a stage is the greatest idea, but, you know, they're trying, and they're trying to enhance the game day product uh, to bring you down to the stadium. Give me some of your thoughts on that, D. Well, look, I mean, if smashing a guitar over a fake amplifier doesn't get you jacked for a game, come on. By the way, I want to shout out my high school friend, Jay, uh, graduated a year after me. He actually ended up with the Jets piece Ooh. from the guitar that Joe Thomas smashed. He posted a picture of it uh, on Facebook, and I showed it to Joe Thomas, who was in the, the, the radio booth for the Thursday night game, and Joe gave it the big old two thumbs up there. He, he was awfully proud of his work. So I kind of like that. I, I, I know it, it, it might be a little cheesy, a little cliche, but I like it. You know, Sma- I'm a, look, I'm all for smashing guitars. So um, I, I think that's really cool. One of the things that, by the way, I find absolutely hilarious is the fact that they built a dog pen for the players to run out of. <laughs> like they have to open the gates of the dog. It's pretty funny. I agree with you on that. <laughs> and then they have these two big giant dogs. And I gotta tell you, <laughs> I can't I I can't say on the podcast what I told Andy Baskin would make that bit even better. <laughs> it, it's like somewhat obscene. I'm not gonna lie. And I and my childish mind goes in that direction, but like I, it is kind of funny. Um, but look, I give them an A for effort, Andy. They dropped Hang On Sloopy, and look, I'm the biggest Buckeye honk out there. It's like the one thing. I can. I have no affiliation professionally with. Um, I grew up watching Ohio State football every Saturday, uh, so it's you know, I'm as big of a Buckeye honk out there as there is. But like, I have no issue with them dropping "Hang On, Sloopy." There's some. I, I don't know, things. especially because it's the state rock song. It's not. I mean, well, yes, it started from Ohio State, but it's been adopted by the state legislature. Yeah, I just as it, the official state rock song. 
And and hopefully, like the you know, the Steelers do renegade in, in, in the fourth quarter or whatever. Like, I hope that the Browns are able to find something organically instead of trying to force something that'll be just like a, a natural element. What what I, I missed the third quarter. This, well, I, I had already well, left Thursday what was it this night because it was yeah. Thursday night game, right? I, I posted a picture on Instagram because it was so cool. Everyone had their, as much as I hate everyone having cell phone out because no one can be present in the moment. Everyone has to have their damn face in their phones. Right. But it was cool because everyone had their lights on. So there's this, it's a beautiful, it's dark out and just, you see all the cell phone lights that are on. And then they, they played ACDC Thunderstruck, which I thought was pretty cool. Perfect. And, and so uh, I really enjoyed uh, that. But, yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to hate on what the Browns are doing with the game day experience. I give them credit for finally shaking it up. Um, years ago, they tried to mix it up a little bit, and a lot of the stuff that they did was imported from other markets because, like, I would you know, right. go to Baltimore, i go to Pittsburgh or Cincinnati or Atlanta. i go to these other stadiums, Buffalo, Indianapolis, Detroit, and, like, they're doing this all the same stuff the Browns are doing. Like, cause like when the Browns started doing, I'm like, Hey, this is like new, it's novel, it's unique, whatever. And then I went to all the other stands, like all they did was just, you know, make some, you know, they just either ripped everybody off or this is like standardized NFL game presentation, but I, I, I'm going to show the Browns game operations staff and, 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 and uh, the, the folks involved there some love because I, I respect the originality and trying to come up with something new and fresh that engages the fans. Cause I mean, home field advantage matters in sports, whether it's football, whether it's the NBA with the, with the, the Cavaliers or major league baseball with the Cleveland guardians. Um, I mean, now that the guardians have won their division, hopefully people will actually start going to their games. Um, Cause that always was like, I guess the gripe, even though they're like one of the most successful teams in major league baseball over the last 25 years. But, um, yeah, like home field advantage matters. And uh, obviously winning helps, right? Good product on the field helps create that atmosphere. But, like, game presentation also matters. And, you know, the scoreboard presentation and stuff like that. So I'm going to give the Browns some love. I I like what they've done. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I, I do think that they're in a precarious situation. And, you know, we like to give you behind the scenes stuff on the show that you're I'm like, I don't know that I would ever tell this on the air, um, but the Browns lost a guy named um, Carlos Segura and like the best, one of the best guys in the business as far as getting things done at halftime. And so I, you know, I've been lucky enough to do some of the presentations at halftime um, throughout the years. I've been like, we had the one moment where, what was it? Uh, remember, they had the Clay Matthews into the Ring of Honor. So I was out there, and I was, you know, running the presentation as uh, Clay got up there, and he started speaking, and I saw his son, because they were playing the Packers, jump out of the locker room. So I started waving to him to come over, knowing that we only had like 10 seconds. But I knew it would be a great moment. And as I looked up, he looked back, and I, I looked away for one second, and he had jumped on the stage and almost knocked me off the stage. I got hit by a <laughs> shoulder pad, 
And then like some people were like, oh, look at Mandy Baskin ruining the moment. I'm like, ruining the moment? I made the moment. I told him to come over. You know, and so I was like, I got, I don't know, I was just annoyed out by that, but it was really, really cool moment. Um, the other one, I'll tell you real quick. It, you mean it's not mascots versus peewee football game? No, and man, I that, <laughs> that crew cat took out that kid. Oh, or man, the, or the, the, the wiener dog races that they uh, did, which, by the way, came from Seattle. That was not originally a Browns thing. The wiener dog race. Remember those? No, it didn't. Um, uh, in Washington, baseball, they were doing the senator stuff. The, okay. the, the dead presidents thing or whatever it is where they do the races there. That's probably not the right thing to say. Meredith, what's that officially called, the races they do? Uh, in Washington for baseball. Well, in, Cle- in Cleveland, it's it's the hot dogs. In Milwaukee, it's like sausage, right? Yeah. A lot worse than Meredith, sausage. what is it in D.C.? It's the president's race. The president. That's they're dead presidents, though, right? No one's alive, right? Uh, correct. Yeah, they're okay. all uh, pres- past presidents. Okay. Correct. Well, they I do mean. not have living former presidents. You will not see Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, and George W. Bush running around the track at Nationals Park. I'm pretty good, unless they're costume versions so here's another good one for you so you know they only have like 10 minutes to do a presentation at halftime correct it's a hundred thousand dollar fine if the team is late on the field because of their presentation so they we did a legends thing and they brought all the legends and alumni back out and i was announcing all these names i had 80 names to read and introduce all these guys coming out in like six minutes. In six minutes. Are you kidding? In like two minutes. And I had about 60 names to go. You know, you're trying to say everybody's name with emphasis and have right. fun. and Give everybody their moment. Yeah, but it's really hard. And now I got them in my ear going, it's a fine. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go. And there were like 30 seconds left. And I was at L. Oh. And I said, and I still feel bad for it. And I heard he's mad at me. Um, uh, Reggie Langhorn. I said Longhorn by mistake, and I still feel miserable about saying that. So this is a formal apology on a podcast, and I think I've done this on the air before, but I still feel bad that I said it. But, like, I'm telling you, I still had 20 other names to go through in less than 10 seconds, or it was a $10,000 fine or a $100,000 fine. It was something ridiculous. And you want to talk about pressure, and I'm, like, trying to read these names and get through these as fast as I can. So, But losing Carlos was like losing a Major League All-Star. He ended up going to um, uh, um, the national soccer team. He's at USA Soccer now. So look for some really cool presentations during their game. In fact, they play uh, at, at, they play while this podcast is uh, probably going to be deb- debuted over the next couple of days here. So sorry to ramble through that. But just kind of some weird behind-the-scenes stuff. I just – man, I feel – I still, like – this guy that wrote me the email about ruining the moment for the Matthews, I was just like, dude, you're an idiot. I was yeah. so mad. I was like, what are you talking about? I told him to come over. Well, he you, was going to stand. He was hesitant. Junior was hesitant on coming over. I'm like, no, come on, come on, yeah. come on. Yeah, be part of it. And you could see like during the Joe Thomas uh, ceremony t- uh, too that they were <laughs> – the, the Jets were coming back on the field to uh, begin their second half warm-ups as they were – Wrapping it up, if you will. By the way, and there's also like a four or five second delay on anything you say on the field. Yeah. That's why I think it's tough for uh, anthem singers out there, too. So, all right. Do we have anything else to say about First Energy Stadium? Nothing? I, I think I, we're I good. Think we're good. Other than that, hopefully someday it just falls into the lake. <laughs> and then we see the new stadium. Any yes, thoughts? Exactly. Well, all right. If I had to ask you, I, we have 30 seconds left. 
actually we have three hours left if we want I was to say, we can seconds much make our own time up here no but we want to be done in 30 seconds if you could put that new stadium anywhere right now this minute where are you putting it it would not be on the lakefront but i've talked to some people that are adamant that either renovating first energy stadium or combined with development a new stadium would go in its place. Like a lot of people around town do it's not. It's not going anywhere. You're saying the new stadium is going to be there. They do not want the stadium anywhere else than uh, other than the lakefront. I am, by the way, vehemently opposed to that. I think there's so much. How would they do this though? They'd have to, they, uh, they'd have to take over. They, they would go have to probably, they would probably have to play somewhere else for two. They'd have to do what the bears have done and the Vikings did. Uh, and that is they would have to go play somewhere for, for two seasons while they or three seasons while they build the new stadium. Or you get rid of the airport and build it there. Uh, the airport's never going anywhere. No. It's not going anywhere. And I Or just, actually, I'll give I you another way you do it, which would be expensive. Build another landfill and move it down on the lake, put the landfill in, and then build the new stadium while you're in the old stadium. Yeah, and, and the other issue they have, too, is the Port of Cleveland's not in a great sp- not not in the best of spots. And I know that there's been conversations over the years about maybe moving the Port of Cleveland up towards the East 55th Marina area or whatever, but that's never really materialized. It's just – I just feel like that stadium land is could be used so much more effectively with something else there. I don't know. To me, the problem I, is there's nowhere else downtown in my view to move the Browns. So, well, uh, the other place is on the other side of the ballpark on the other side of the freeway. Yeah. And that there's not a lot of room there. Yeah. I actually new, think new getting rid of the airport, building a new stadium where the airport is, is the way never happening. It's never happening because it makes too much sense. No, because it's just not practical. It's not about making sense. I don't disagree with your premise. I'm just saying, it, I mean, St. Louis needed like 20 years to close their regional airport. It, Chicago figured it out pretty quick how to get rid of it. I think it was field. Was it field air, yeah, field well, strip or something? I forget. That. Yeah, it's it, the, the airport's there to stay. It's not going anywhere. Um, the the Interbelt, the rebuilding of Orange Avenue, which turns into uh, Ontario and all the investment that was made on the Interbelt reconstruction. Um took up a lot of a lot of that space that could have fit a new stadium. So I also know though that everything is still kind of on the table here as far as the the planning. But the desire is to stay on the lakefront, get that thing developed, get that land bridge uh project moving forward and and that I just I I just don't think it's going to happen and uh, because we've been trying to do lakefront development in the city of Cleveland for like, I think since I've been alive and it's gone nowhere. And if you leave the stadium there, it's not getting, if they're not doing anything more, sorry, I just don't see it. Yeah. I, I just, uh, your I, landlord, you've locked yourself out. If you want to keep the I, airport, sorry. But my prediction is if the development does not move forward on the land, on the lake, that opens the door for the Browns to look for another location within the city to build. That's okay. the, I think that this lakefront development, it's the linchpin to everything. It really is. I, because the Browns want to be more involved in uh, tailgating. Like uh, they have these luxury tailgate trailers. Now uh, they were out at training camp. You, if you went out to Berea this year, you got to see those. Um, 
the NFL is in a lot of stadiums now adding on field seating in the end zones and like in the corners and stuff. The Browns have done that at first energy stadium. There's only half a service level, so they can't really move the locker rooms around that much there. So there's some like legitimate logistical things that handicap. Like, look, I think if the Browns had their druthers, Andy, that end the West end zone where they put that field seating, they would put in one of those field clubs. Like you see the Vikings, the Rams, uh, all the new stadiums have those field level end zone. The Colts have it too in Indianapolis, those field level clubs. But the Browns can't do that because their locker room's right there and their post-game press conference room is right there. And there's nowhere else in that building to put a new locker room because it's only got half of a service level. So there are there are legitimate logistical limitations with the existing stadium. I mean, I do have an answer for the, your locker room question because if you walk through Green Bay, Green Bay and I just the trailer. Uh, no, but the green Bay is like visitors warm up and get dressed in the tent outside. No, but what they could do, you know, where the media tent is to get in the building. Yeah. They could blow out that land there, build new locker rooms there. And then you got to, there's a straight shot into the, uh, walk by all the TV trucks and you could push the parking out too. That's another thing. It's another, another way to do it. Who knows? We'll worry about that in another day on another show. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. For our producer, Meredith Kane, thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate you listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. If you want to be a part of the show, hit us up on Twitter and Facebook, and you can do that. Facebook? Did I just say Facebook? Twitter and Instagram. We got to do a mailbag here uh, pretty soon. So if you have questions for me or for Andy, hit us up on Twitter, at GameDayCLE, at GameDayCLE on Twitter. And we will try and squeeze more of your questions into our podcast on a regular basis here. Sounds like a plan. We're back on the, what day is today? I don't even know. Today's Tuesday. We're back Thursday morning, right? Thursday for a Thursday drop. Thank you. We appreciate you listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland.